everybody to season two of My Friends Are Fresh. Took a little bit of vacation, but now I'm back having talking to good people, having great conversations and sharing some really good stories. Um, we had a conversation with DJ Brown Boy of Geek Chic DJs of Finer Touch, and we spoke on different things, especially when it comes to um, being a DJ, curating music, and also just you know providing an experience for people. Uh, he went into a little bit more detail about a difference between a wedding DJ and a DJ that does weddings, and then also how important the DJ to, is to a wedding in terms of just making people smile and like you know helping them on their most important day of many of their lives. And so it was a really good conversation. We also talked about you know how we as DJs um, you know still stay up on music that we want to you know listen to, and then also too just uh, understanding current music, showing people music they might have known, and then also just kind of going as well and learning new things. So it was a really great conversation. I'm glad to have him on. Like one of my good brothers and um, always a great, great DJ provides an awesome experience when you uh, listen to him spin. And so, yeah, my friends are fresh featuring DJ Brown Boy. Brown, welcome to the show. What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah, being here. Oh, you know? man. Nah, it's been good. It's been a, especially for all the uh, like folks that are DJs and are in like events planning and all that kind of stuff, they've had the most craziest year. And then like, you know, for you, I know you do a lot of like uh, uh, weddings and things like that. And so I know before we had talked to her kind of like transitioning into doing like more streaming stuff and that thing, which is good. But then I finally saw that you got to um, kind of get back into just like wedding, uh, doing weddings and those events. And then again, they yeah. always look crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. A good kind of crazy, though. It's a good kind of crazy. Yeah, exactly. Well, and also what I was going to say is I don't think sometimes people realize that, like, you know, a wedding DJ and a DJ that does weddings are two separate things. And I think that, you know, for a lot of people, they kind of underestimate what that tip does because a a really good DJ can really make the event and it will stick with weddings like an amazing experience, whether it's the the hosting or they're like how they interact with the couple and how they kind of kind of control the crowd. Because like, you know, it's it's a lot, man. And like, how did you how did you like kind of get good at it as you're starting to get better into it? Uh, That's a real good question. I mean, I'm going to say for myself, just the experience um, and being around other people that was really in that industry or that that side of DJing um, or weddings and private events, strictly particularly weddings. Um, you know, I was very fortunate enough to be around a bunch of men and women and entertainment companies that really showed me the ropes in my early career. So I understood, you know, going into that that type of you know area, that sector that you know it's definitely professionalism. Um, it's definitely you have to have a personality. Um, you have to be very reliable and you have to, you know, be a really good DJ, host, entertainer, because this is the most important day of some of these, most of these people's lives. And they're going to remember this. You know? um, so just the experience of being around that type of environment really uh, molded me. And of course, there were some times where, you know, it's failures and mistakes, but you, know, but you learn from your mistakes and you keep moving. But I was early on in a career and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just a really good uh, place to be into. I really enjoy doing things. Um, it just makes me feel good. And it's, it's funny because me and my partners were talking like a couple of weeks ago. And we were basically saying, like, you know, you know how many people we've made happy over the years? Like thousands. <laughs> and they were like, wow, we really made like thousands of people happy over like 25, 30 year span of us doing this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you're right. It really, it, it, when he said it, 
stuck in my head. I was like, yo, like, yeah, you're right, man. You know what I'm saying? So it's, 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 it's a great experience and I wouldn't trade it for anything. And I love yeah. it. No, definitely. And I, and I think that's like an important thing because like you said, this is like a more, a very important day for people and like, you know, how the music plays out and all that. And like, I've been yeah. doing a couple weddings too. And it has, it's been various levels. Like there was one that was amazing. People were dancing. We had a great time. Like the parents came up to me and gave me big hugs. I got like extra tip. Like there's like two pregnant women on the floor about to give birth to the babies because they're dancing so much. Oh. <laughs> did they do so, the water break? Yeah, one did. One did. That oh, was, man. It was, you did a good job. And- yeah, exactly. It was a false <laughs> alarm, but it was like, I was like, cool. But, um, but no, I, I, I really, I think uh, I went to a wedding this year and it was funny because it was mostly, mostly white folks. Um, mm-hmm. Myself, maybe like another couple was black and then the DJ was black. And it was interesting because he kind of like looked over to me for like, like validation. <laughs> We always find each other in the room. We, we like we look for each other. We're like, oh, another brown person. Yeah, yeah what's up, man? Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. But I mean, like I said, it's you know, going back to you know, making this the most important day of the couple, whether it's you know, same race, different race, different sexes, same sexes, it doesn't matter. Like you really did provide a service. And like I said, just over the years, I've been very fortunate to be in this business and just really learn a lot. Um, and it's very humbling, you know, when like you said, you had the mother parents coming up to you and giving you hugs and tips. I mean, that's one of the best feelings that you get for doing this. It's like, you know, the people come up to you saying, like, wow, you really did a real great job. Thank you very much. I really appreciate your time here. You know, that's that's a real good feeling. That's really why we do this, really why I do this for the most part. Um, you know, just to have that, that sense of like, you know, I did something, this day was dope. They're going to remember me for the rest of their lives. I'm going to be in the wedding pictures and the wedding videos. You know what I mean? So you, you look at stuff like that and it's like, wow, I really made an impact on this person's life for the four to five to six hours that I was here. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but it goes way before that. You know, you have to talk to your clients, get to know them, um, have meetings, and really understand what they're looking for and end up getting the vibe and stuff like that. Just, you know, yeah, no, nah, and then also, mm-hmm. like, you know, you're doing weddings, you do, you've done like events and stuff like that. And like, mm-hmm. one thing, me coming into New York was um, the amount of DJs that knew how to host and um, and have that, like, like you said, personality and having that charming appeal. Because when I was learning DJing more in the Bay Area, we didn't really have two we, uh, DJs were just DJs, like, you know, we played good music, we rocked the crowd, but it, was, it wasn't like an experience in terms of like, I have the mic, right. I'm hosting, I'm kind of controlling that. And so coming mm-hmm. to New York, that was one of the biggest differences and things that I learned just from you guys and hanging out. And just understanding how to host and being able to like, you know, kind of corral the crowd around and really trying to like lead them to uh, like a good experience. And so that was something that for me, that was super interesting. And now that, you know, weddings are starting to come back and stuff like that, you're starting to see more um, like celebrity DJs and other higher up DJs start to get into the wedding scene, which I thought was super interesting because, you know, for a lot of those type of guys and girls that, you know, weddings aren't like high on their list it's kind of like oh actually like i don't mm-hmm. do weddings because like you know i'm a leadist or whatever it is but i started to see things pop up and i was like whoa 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 what's what's going on here <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting that you say that because just in the, the past i would say maybe five ten to five years especially here from the new york area you know a lot of djs who have really been in the clubs and lounges um are really transferring over to the wedding market and one of the main reasons is the clientele is different. You know, we have brides and grooms who are in like, let's say, their late 20s, early 30s, 
we used to go out to like brunches and clubs and they see the DJ there and I want I want the same vibe in my wedding as I did when I went to the club that night. So a lot of DJs are really making a transition. Um, you know, there's a couple of them that really made a real great transition. Um, you know, a lot of them, like I said, it's a different monster. So you can't bring the club to the wedding, but it really depends on your client though. Um, you know, we've been, we've DJed weddings in the past, I would say, year or two where clients have really been like, I want that. I'm going out with my boys, with my girls. We, we in the corner, we got a bottle, we got a table, you know, we need that vibe. It's a vibe, but they say, we want, we want y'all to create a vibe. Um, so, you know, the wedding market has changed that much. It's still pretty much the same basis, but you can always add layers onto it. And that's just part of the experience, you know, you're getting to see the changes in the industry. You know, yeah. the changes for good. It's just, it's just really crazy because, you know, it, it's it's weird because even it's like some of the song choices for like, you know, formalities, it's like, you really want that as your first dance? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Are you sure though? This is going to be on video for the rest of your life. Nah, that's, it's, we going to turn up. This is my first dance. Okay. But, you know, you see where that's coming from. Like I said, the client is important. You make them happy and they'll remember. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. And then how's that transition from, you know, you were, doing stuff like brunches at clubs and then, you know, like you got to switch your brain to make sure that you're like DJing a different way or even not, not a different way, but like you said, providing a different type of vibe. Um, it's really not, for me, it's really not that hard. You know, you've known me for years and you've heard played and you played alongside of me. Like, you know, every time I, I do an event or party or wedding or something like that, unless it's a cater specifically to a specific client, I want to hear this type of music, this, this, and this for the rest of the night, and you're paying me, no problem. Yeah. But if it's like a lounge, bar, club, brunch, outdoor event, something where it's pretty much I can play anything, I just try to bring a different flavor to it. And that's what's also going to make you stand out. What made me stand out as a DJ at weddings because there have been times where I play stuff, you know, in the bridal party would come up and be like, yo, what's that? And they'll start shazamming it. They're like, yo, this is really cool. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, you just, but you still got to stick to the format. But you can, I try to bring my own little flavor so I can stay rememberable. You know what I mean? Because this is so much music out there now it's just amazing how much music comes out on a daily basis just to keep on top of things and you know like i said the clientele is it's really different so if the client wants that that i want that turn up brunch or i want that nice rooftop new disco feel like stuff like that we really cater to but that all really comes down to you really sitting down on your clients um you know like i said in the bars and clubs and lounges it's it's pretty much open format you can pretty much tell what the crowd is is yeah. doing your feed from the crown. You can kind of experiment with different music too. That's one of the things I do miss. I'm not really in the bars and clubs and lounges now because of the pandemic. So I'm not able to really test the new music and see what works. Yeah. And what but you know, you live and you learn. Yeah, no, that's. A, I think that's the thing too, where it's like I I found myself now that I've been kind of out of DJing for a little bit. Oh, I'll work my way back in. But I've noticed that like yeah, like the smaller places where we had like lounges or more the brunch, like we could have more fun and we could test out some mm -hmm. stuff. And then that way you'd be like, okay, like I know if I played this, people kind of like it. All right, cool. Or they're like you said, coming up to you trying to Shazam, like a lot. Especially for me, like I used to do a lot of good remixes, and I used to like really mm -hmm. search for some dope remixes on SoundCloud and all that and SoundCloud even now still has some dope people that are doing some really good stuff but yeah. I like it when people are like yo I, don't, I can't even Shazam this I'm like ha ha <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely point. I love that feeling too I love that, that feeling too point. 
you know, like we, mm-hmm. we're, we're curating this music specifically so that like you're, you don't, if you wanted to listen to like a Spotify uh, playlist, you just listen to a Spotify playlist. But if you really, right. really want to have like uh, an experience or you want to have that, that feel, like you said, then that's, that's the thing that we're kind of provide where it's like, yo man, we're curating the stuff that we think it sounds good. And then stuff that we already know is going to hit you and you know, everyone is going to play it. But then there's also going to throw in a little bit of those, like uh, those little extra, extras where that's the ones that get, get you. And you're kind of like, yo, what is this? Like, I don't, I need, I need this. <laughs> yeah. I need this, man. I need that. They come over to your laptop and they go, what's that? What's that over there? And it's, it's so what's that over there? You know, it's, it's, it's crazy, but yeah. And I enjoy it, man. You know, it's, you know, I've been thankful to do this for about 25 to 30 years um, and still going strong, you know, just really learning every day. It's just a humbling experience, man. I really, I really enjoy it. You know, I can't wait for my next wedding. Yeah, no, I think my next wedding is this, is this Sunday coming up on the 19th, but just came up a uh, past couple of weekends when I did three weddings in a row, which is great. But wow, it's just, you know, it takes a toll on your body sometimes, but, you know, you signed up for it, so... So I was going to ask you about that. So you just did three weddings in a row and then now it's yes. Monday and we're, we're recording on a Monday and like you got a full on job, like nine to five. You got to be sharp. <laughs> it's, it's it's a lot, man. And, and, and the crazy thing is each wedding is different. You know, one wedding was a Nigerian couple. One wedding was a Portuguese and Italian. One wedding was Caribbean. One wedding was Latin. It's, so it's just a mix of different things. And going into the nine to five, you know, Monday to Friday full time and then you do this uh, on the side and on the weekends. And then, you know, it's, it's for me staying sharp. You just gotta, I just always remember just putting the bigger picture in front of me. I always say to myself, there's a bigger purpose to what I'm doing, whether it's DJing or working at my corporate job and stuff like that. So whatever I put my mind to and whatever I see I'm going to do, I'm going to do it. And there's a lot of people that's counting on me, you know, whether it's yeah. a DJ in the corporate world. So I can't let them down. I can't, let myself down, especially if I say, well, if I'm obligated, not obligated, but definitely signed up and committed to do something, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's just the balance. You really have to have to work it out. I mean, there are some days, you know, I'll be at work and I'm like, I'm just going to take a nap <laughs> for like 15 <laughs> minutes, you know, um, thankfully, you know, we're working from home, hybrid position. So, you know, my lunch hour, I pretty much just try to just shut my eyes when I can or just do like some music research. But you know, I just try to keep myself busy for the most part. You know, I, I'm I'm sitting still. It's not good. Yeah, no, you get into too much trouble when you're sitting still. <laughs> I don't you need hands, to stay busy. my friend. I don't hang. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, that's dope though. Cause yeah, I think that's um that's something I don't think a lot of people realize. It's like there are a lot of full-time DJs, but there are also a lot of DJs that have full-on jobs. Like, you know, I stay with me. I had a full-time job, you know, nine to five, Monday through Friday. But then, you know, after Friday, I have to rush to go do a happy hour from like six to nine. And then if I was filling in for somebody else, boom, I'm over at somewhere else, 10 to freaking three years, you know. And so your your nine to five now turns into like a nine to like four in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Maybe 24 hours a day. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. twenty four hours a day. It's crazy. Um, but it, I think that's the thing too, where it's like I think a lot of that comes to, like you said, a little bit more comes from from the kind of the dedication and that passion, where it's like you like actually DJing and you enjoy the crowd, you enjoy like the feeling that you get making people happy and stuff like that. Like I love yeah. like spinning something and then someone's like comes up to you and gives you like a whole full on story about like the first time they heard this song and, and like sometimes you might be annoyed and you're like not don't want to hear it but at the same time you're being cordial because you know for that person the song that you just played like literally took yeah. them to a whole new place 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just staying in love with DJing is very important. I mean, there was a point in my in my DJ career where I actually just wanted to stop DJing. Like, I did not have a passion for it at all. Mm. I think it was like around early two thousands, and like when the whole crunk Southern Little John oh yeah wave came yep. in and just yep. music started changing yep. a little bit. I think I'm in that now. I, I, I kind of feel yeah. that now with kind of like the trappy, like, uh, yeah. and like all the hi-hats and stuff. Like I just got right. less inspired. I guess that, I think that's the word where it's like, it's like, I still like DJing and I like music, but then I think I have to search. I'm, I have to work harder now to like find the stuff that I'm in. I think that's what really helped point. me better. Yeah. yeah. It took me a little bit. Cause I, one of my friends kind of, um, kind of challenged me with that. It was like the current state of like rap and stuff like that. And he was kind of like, mm-hmm. you're not DJing anymore. So you don't necessarily need to be like super current, but there is younger people that are coming out with new shit. That's dope. And like, you should yeah. pay attention, you know? And I, I was being lazy. I was kind of like, ah, I was going to be in my, my nineties, OOs, R and B and like hip hop stuff. And mm-hmm. like, I like, listen to new stuff. But then when he kind of said that kind of made me like, you know what? You're right. There is stuff out there and there's a lot of people making some good music. And like you said, there people are making are dropping music all the time. And all it is a full time job to freaking search and research and find good stuff. But there is really good stuff out there that people are putting out. And like, just on the, like, I've, I haven't been up on my hip hop stuff as much. I just like, like I, I listened to Donda and like CLB recently and all that, but like mm-hmm. R and B I'm still, I'm still always on my R and B stuff, which is always good. So I'm always like paying attention about what new stuff is coming out and like the new artists and that kind of thing. So that's really, really good. But like, I, I get you though. Cause there's a point where, especially when I was playing, when I was playing in some of the clubs, I was like, I don't like any of this music. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, like I said, it's just that point in time. And nothing, nothing against Lil John and you know the, the whole Southern movement. I think he's a very talented person. After really sitting down and really listening and examining his music and yeah, what he's done for the for the industry, um, he's a very good, pretty, pretty dope DJ as well too. But during that time, you know, it was that time it was early two thousands. I was like, I was still in college. And I was like, eh, I just didn't. That's when I really started seeing hip hop become more mainstream. Yeah, that's and I was kind of like, I really don't like this in a sense but i'm 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 in it but yeah. there's one time i wanted to fall out of it and i kind of let go of it and there's a couple of things that brought me back there was uh the movie brown sugar with tay Diggs <laughs> and Snarlathan. that brought me back yep. after seeing that i was like okay because it pretty much represented what i was feeling what a lot of people were feeling about music current music that that in that state of era um, it was also Slum Village brought mm, me back. Yeah. A friend of mine put me onto them and said, there's this group from Detroit that I think we should hear. I was like, I don't know, no Detroit. He's like, no, <laughs> they're from Detroit. <laughs> but trust me, you want to like them. And I played Fantastic Voyage and I was just fell in love. Yep. And then also it was Little Brother. Yeah. And I heard Little Brother is a listening album. That's what brought me back. And I said, okay, there is still out there and something so those three things kind of guided me back and i've just been you know uh ever since then just really sticking on to what i love but like you said before there's a lot of talented artists that are coming out right now that are really super talented um unfortunately you know the mainstream trap high 808s is kind of just like yeah, yeah. sucking them all in yeah but you know, they have to do what works for them. If you think about it like this show, like, check this out. Someone makes a trap song, right? Someone has to sit there, write the music, compose it, sit at the board, produce it, mix it down, press it out, 
put it out. So it's a whole project mm-hmm. that someone is doing, even though I'm saying this is trash. Yeah. Somebody exactly. took the time to really format this song and put it out. So, and for me, like with the music nowadays, like I find loopholes, you know, I might not be a fan of some of the music or some of the artists, but I find loopholes where I can mix it and manipulate it and make it sound dope and bring it in or just stuff like that. So I try to find little ways to kind of, you know, still enjoy it. Uh, but I'm like you, man, I'm straight 90s, you know, hip hop, R&B, <laughs> neo soul, house, yeah, you know, uh... all rock, pop. You know, it's it's it, but you know, it's it's one of those things where you you hear those elements that of music that we listen to. You're starting to hear those elements now and those yeah. influences now. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I think so, the especially yeah. especially being an open format DJ where you have a wide breadth of music knowledge, so you have a lot more fun. And so, like being stuck in that little the paradigm of what's going on right now in terms of rap gets boring because you're just like yo there's so much music that you guys could be listening to but you choose to like really just do these 10 <laughs> and so i think that's the thing for uh especially for me now like i'm getting a lot better where i'm just like yeah there is stuff out there you just gotta put that you gotta put that work in yeah like you said like you gotta research and it's funny because i think it was um yeah it was most deaf i think he was on he was on like something and he was talking about how he doesn't really listen to that much new music anymore and he was just like, well, usually what I do is I have a couple friends that are really on it. Like they're still, you know, actively in the scene. They're you know, listening to almost everything. And he's like, mm-hmm. you know, just send me shit that, 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 they, that they think is good. And I'm like, cool. Like it <laughs> takes that guesswork out. <laughs> but it makes sense yeah. because at a certain time, like when we were younger, we would sit down and like, you know, just keep searching for music. Like listen to everything, listen to full albums and like try to find that cool track, that one track out of the whole album. But now as we get older and we're like more busy and doing other things, it is better to have that curation where you're just like, yo, man, you should check this out. And that sharing and swapping of music is um mm-hmm. is helpful too. Because now you know, like if you if you had some stuff that was like, oh, yo, I made a mix of some stuff that I've been listening to, and you're like, oh my like, dope. Now I know I can find some good stuff just from there, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just all about digging and really just uh knowing what you like to hear. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, there's no there's no shade against the artists out there, you know, just because I don't like it doesn't mean that I'm hating it. You know, yeah. it's just it's not my taste. I mean, congratulations, young man, young woman for doing your thing. But, you know, with DJs nowadays, you definitely, if you want to stay um, relevant and really stay in the now, you have to kind of stay up yeah. on those things and really research. And, you know, yeah, and you I think that's, those, you know. Yeah, and I think that's a thing where it's like, I, I, I started to see it more where I'm like, I don't really want to play at places where I have to, quote unquote, have to uh, play current music. And um, it made it more for me, it made it more fun just because, you know, know, I do have a full time job and all that kind of stuff. So I can kind of pick and choose. So, yeah, if I wanted to do a smaller lounge or if I wanted to do, like you said, like a brunch or something like that, those a little bit Mm -hmm. more like, you know, cutty. So you can kind of do what you want. And like I actually and I was I was actually talking to someone before and like I'm in California now, but like I actually I do miss like brunches in New York because it was like a dope vibe. Like, you know, there's a there's a whoever put the brunch on would always have like a certain vibe that they're kind of going for, whether it was like a Neo soul vibe, where it was like, yeah. you know, or down tempo house stuff, or, you know, maybe some R and B C's or whatever. And like, you know, there's a, the turn up shout out to DJ commission. His, his brunches are usually turn, <laughs> always turned, but yeah. there's always, always turned. You know what I'm saying? Always a vibe. You know what I'm saying? But those, but those brunches though, like I like, like you can go there and everyone dresses up, you know, they looking great, you know, food's good. You sit down, hear some great music and you're just kind of socializing. And it's, and that like experience is something that was cool. And it, um, especially yeah. going from California to New York and 
not really like we have brunches here, but it's not like a thing, you know, like it started to be here and there, like, you know, small part, especially in L.A., but Bay Area, not as much. And in New York, like, yeah, like brunch is a big deal. Like, yo, you can have a good brunch party once, once a month or once a quarter or whatever it is. And like everyone mm-hmm. they come out for it. And so and that's usually where you get to play like some fun, some good music that people might not have heard of, you know, and I think and people are more open to uh, new music around that time, too, because of that. That's the thing that and those day parties, those are the ones that I found DJ could flex a little bit more about like the music knowledge and their, their music they've been finding. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the whole, you know, the whole nightlife has definitely changed uh, specifically in New York because we really don't have like the big mega clubs like we used to have. Yeah. We don't have like the, you know, the Copacabanas or the Shadows or, you know, stuff like that. Like those are pretty much shut down for the most part. So a lot of the, the, the nightlife or, you know, that crowd are moving into more smaller lounges, bars, and the brunch has become a big thing because it's something that's totally different. You know, I can party, socialize, and have a good time, you know, from 12 to 5 and still go home and enjoy the rest of my evening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, I can still take my significant other out if it's not to the brunch or take him out after, after I hang with my boys or homies and stuff like that. So it's, it's really shifted a lot as far as the nightlife scene over here in New York. I mean, we still have a couple of clubs here and there, but they're not like it's like big mega clubs so you got to stand online for two hours just to get in it's like and i was like nah this one go get a drink by the bar but there's a dj playing dope music in a small bar you know? yeah and that's another that's another thing that you know we have to get used to because uh you know it's it's just a diff- totally different environment because now it's like okay i have to really keep these people in this uh this place focused socialized having them come back and spend money creating an environment so the place makes money so the place to be happy so the place to say hey come back next week we like what you did yep. you know it's 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 also a business side and you know i want djs to really realize that like oh you know a lot of djs say oh i got talent i can spin i can scratch that's great but is it bringing in money yeah you're right for, at the end of the day, specifically for a venue or a bar yeah. like they don't own it the owner of the bar they don't care if you can scratch yo can you add value to this place what can you add by can you bring money in here? Can you bring people in here? You know what I'm yeah. saying? So you really have to keep that in mind too. Um, so it's just a balance. You, do you, have you ever thought of like uh, owning your own bar or owning your own like establishment? It's funny that you mentioned that because I always talk to my girlfriend about this. I was like, I always want to open up like a barbershop. Mm. Not cut, I can't cut here, but save my life. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. But I mean, just like a dope barbershop. Really vintage, modern, but having like a DJ booth in there where DJ can come and play like Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and Sunday, you know, really create that experience. Um, so something like that, I would definitely love to do because it'll be something that I like to do. You know, I enjoy going to barbershops when I did go, now I got my own here. But just yeah. being in an environment and just have like a dope DJ there, people just come and just chill and hang out. Um, for me, specifically owning a bar or something, I don't think that's that would be like yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's just interesting because I know um, a couple of DJs out here, they they went in on a bar in, um, back in San Jose and yeah. uh, it's been good for them because they've kind of like, they're, you know, they're both family men now. They have their own families and all that kind of stuff. So it kind of gave them a home base that they, you know, kind of did. And then what I noticed was like, you know, and because, again, they've been DJing for 20 plus years as well. So they know like how to pack, pack a club, you know, and, and I would say it's a club, but it's smaller. So it's not as, you know, you know, uh, mega club or anything like that. But it was smart because I noticed that, yeah, they're Fridays and Saturday nights, you know, your typical club crowd and all that kind of stuff. That's what keeps the lights mm-hmm. on. 
and your Thursdays, yeah. your Wednesdays, you can kind of experiment, do some stuff. They got like um, they have like dance hall on Sundays and Wednesdays. They got like salsa and some other randomness. But it was interesting because I'm like, I like that they like, took that ownership aspect of it because then they can kind of have the keys to their kingdom and have a look. I think that's the next level for a lot of DJs where like they either yeah. gonna have to put a team up with a, um someone that owns a bar in terms of like actual ownership or mm-hmm. um, going on it themselves because I think until that happens i think djs are always going to kind of still get into that kind of like some of the pitfalls that we get into sometimes where like you know people sniffing us for money or like yeah exactly owners like you know just being being shady or not trying to like you know give us the equipment that we or like you know update the equipment in the the place or just Mm -hmm. those little like squabbles that happens with djs i'm like the only way those are going to actually pass is like starting and actually being part owners to that level especially if you're going to be doing this for the duration of everything because i think you know, we're not all we're not in our twenties anymore. So now it's more about like, a, a, like you said, a good experience. And so, like, why am I still doing this? You know? Yeah, I mean, to your point, it'll probably be a great way to invest in something like that. Be like a silent partner, or, or have mm-hmm. some type of contribution to a bar or a lounge or a venue like that. But from from me myself, I don't think I would pretty much own anything like that. But I mean, I would probably contribute to it or have like a long-term contract where I can be the primary entertainment and people who yeah. are, I know are in my circle, you know, they're available. If I'm not there, they can do this and do that. But um, that's a good point you bring up. And it's definitely about taking what you learned over the years and really investing it because, you know, DJing is just more than skills, more just like a brand and a business. And you really have to stay out there and be memorable. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And like, you know, it's, it's, you know, the advice that I give DJs who are coming up, I have a lot of people that's always hit me up. Like, how can I get out? How can I get more exposure? You know, the one thing is just get out there. Just get out there. You know, there have been times when I first started DJing in bars and lounges and clubs. I was like, you know, let me come in for one night to show you what I do. I literally say, I don't want to even like what I do. You can tell me to kick rocks. Yeah. You know, you already tell me to kick rocks. So I'm back next week. I'm back the week after. So obviously I did something right. And that's, you know, you don't sell yourself short. I mean, you can't be a beginning DJ and say, I want five grand. It's like, no, nah, you, <laughs> you ain't worth $5 yet. Like, chill. You know what I'm saying? But you have to build your momentum and build your brand and add value to whatever you're doing so you can, you won't uh, shortchange yourself. And I learned that over the years too. Like, not all money is good money. Yep. You know, you have to really think about what you're going to get into, what your name's going to be stuck to, because it's 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 your business, your brand, it's your passion. You don't want to get anything all messed up, man. You want to do yeah, what you gotta and do I, and get your and, money and be happy. And to you know, to further the point of your brand, like you're pretty prolific on still making mixes um through like mix cloud and stuff like that and you're like said you're pretty mm-hmm. consistent but like and each mix usually has a theme and there's a, a a vibe that you're trying to create for that you know might be r&b it might be more of the new disco type stuff might be even on a, a latin tip or whatever and for those mixes is it something that you like you, i mean it's it's twofold it's kind of one is brand building but then two it's also just kind of flexing the skills a little bit too of just creating music and kind of putting it out is there a reason why you're still kind of still making those mixes um uh, just to stay relevant and because I love music. So, you know, a lot of the mixes that I create are music that I constantly just listen to on a daily basis or in heavy rotation. So I'm like, you know what? I like this new disco vibe. Let me just do a mix. Like put my own twist to it. Or I like, mm-hmm. you know, the reggaeton Latin vibe. Let me just do a brown boy mix about reggaeton, you know, Latin and stuff like that. So every mix is just trying to be something different just to showcase that, you know, there's different flavors to brown boy, not just one side. Um, you know, and that's what I try to do when I try to go out and play. I try to play a different range of things so people can say, wow, like, this guy really knows his music. Or he's playing some stuff I've never heard before. Or he's playing my jam. I didn't think I was going to hit my jam this night because normally the DJs that were here before didn't play this stuff. 
Yeah. You know, I I make it a I make it a priority to at least get someone's attention in the crowd. You know, there were times where I would go to all hip hop R and B lounge or something like that, and I'll be like, or I'll be like on a, a rotating uh, rotation like four different DJs. All right, so I'm like, I know they're not going to play this and this and this. So I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna blaze this out. And yep. when I'm done, people are like, yo, we did a real good job. What's your information and stuff like that? Because yeah. it's totally different. And that's not to say I can't do the whole normal, what we consider normal top 40 army yeah. urban hip hop stuff. But just to put a twist to it, man, Pete, that's that's really going to make you stand out. And that's what made me stand out a lot, you know? Yeah. And I think that's that part is um, that's one thing that I love about everyone in uh, Geek Chic DJs is that we all have our own kind of individual vibe, but we can all play the stuff that need. like <clears throat> if we wanted to be those genre DJs, like I only do hip hop, I only do this and that. We could totally do that. But we have the flexibility to kind of mess around and kind of do that. And each, each person yep. kind of puts a stamp on it and puts their little stamp spin on it. And I think that's the part that separates each of us from each other, but then also from other DJs as well. Because like you said, if I'm going into a, a, a Brown boy party or a commission party or a Tim gray or, you know, see Devon, Devon and all them, like, I know I'm going to be getting some different shit. Like I know it's going to be, I'm going to hear the good yeah. stuff. But I'm also gonna get. I'm, I'm gonna be surprised, and then if I'm not surprised, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you getting lazy today? Okay, okay, I see what's going on. Yeah. It's an off day. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, man, for real. But you're right, though. I think you know, being able to expect, and I think that's the thing too for me was the different experience as well. It's like you know, playing those parties where there's like four other DJs. So like, what are you going to be able to do to elevate yourself from everyone else? And I think that's the thing that was like it got it, that was a good. Um, teaching moment for me playing with those kind mm-hmm. of party because then it really made me think like okay i only have like an hour or maybe an hour and a half at most so like what am i going to do that someone else is going to be like oh shit i never heard that before or i've that you are definitely different than everyone else that came before you and after and i think that's yeah. the thing that really like pushed me to be a little bit better just because i was like okay i don't want to be i don't want someone just to come in and be there for three hours and it just felt like it was like like one dj playing <laughs> yeah 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 a lot of people they really go to the parties for the specific djs but I really just think is sometimes it's really the DJ's job to really create that, that experience and that vibe and that mood. Um, unless you're trapped in a certain gender, which is totally fine. You know, I respect everyone that says, you know, this is what I only do. No problem, homie. You know, good luck with that. But, you know, to really stand out and to really be memorable and to really put your stamp on something that people say, wow, you know, this, this person really played like some dope shit that I've heard before, or he played a remix to one of my favorite songs. I'm like, where the hell did you get that from? Yeah, you know, yeah, so totally true. And like I said, that's why I do my mixes, and I just want to stay current, to stay relevant, and also just let people know that you know I'm still here, man. I know I'm going yeah, to no time soon. You know? <laughs> I know you're right. What uh, twenty years now? Twenty five? Twenty five? Close to 30, yeah, close to thirty years, man. It's it's been a journey, long time. A lot of a lot of parties, a lot of. Just a lot, <laughs> a lot. My body, my body's like, you've been through a lot, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, it's just, you know, from the beginning, learning on turntables and, you know, the basics and going into the CD area now that we call the MP3 area, the streaming area, you know, I've been through it all. So just learning bits and elements from each era has been very important, you know, so that's a really motivates for the, not yeah. only love to do it, but understand why I'm doing it. A lot yeah, of people, they nah. do the DJ, but they don't really understand, you know what I'm saying? People think, oh, because I have a laptop and I have a small controller, I'm a DJ. And not really, you know, yeah. I mean, 
but you know, to each his own, but I know for the ones like myself, yourself, our Ichi family and many of the DJs out there have been doing this for a long time. You know, it's, it's really something that we really enjoy. And this is something that we really love. We want to bring that vibe and just keep going. You know, yeah. I, do I see myself DJing at 65? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. You know, yeah. Red Alert's doing it. You know, yeah, it's true. And, <laughs> you know, and also, so. too, it's one of those things where it's like, even if you wanted to DJ at 65, you totally could. <laughs> it's true. You know, like even if you took a t- took a five years off or whatever, like it wouldn't take you long to get back into the habit. It's not bad. Nah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. It's like muscle memory, second nature. You go, you're gonna automatically pick it back up like that. Oh yeah, totally. I remember like uh I hadn't DJed in them a little bit and I would stop by to see a friend and they're just like, Yo, man, I gotta go to the bathroom. Can you like spin for like you know 15 minutes? <laughs> I got you. And I was like, and then I ended up spinning for like an hour and a half. And I was just like, Oh yeah, this is like riding a bike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely for real. Um, well, also, you know, you've been really good on um, on your fitness tip as well. Um, yeah. You know, just kind of get that because, like you said, we are getting older, and that's something that, like, you know, especially you, uh, you know, Tim Gray as well, is really to uh, understand. Like, as we're getting older, we're you know, put that time and effort in to get you know, get fit, and like you kind of started a thing on um, Instagram called Clocked In, where you're kind of working on some of the stuff you and your girlfriend have been doing some really dope stuff. Just like, yeah, just that consistent kind of like um, you know, fitness and really working on your health like what did that where did that come from um it just really came to just like just being aware you know we're getting older you want to get more healthier um you know surrounding yourself with people who are very health conscious and really uh just really want to live life as long as possible because you know we're not getting any younger so our bodies change so you one thing i want to tell everyone on this you know who's listening is that you know listen to your body especially djs because one thing for djs we do a lot of standing and, you know, if you don't have the right pair of shoes or the right gear to be comfortable and you know, that takes a toll on your body. There's been times when I'm DJing and I'm saying, oh, my feet hurt, you know, so it's and I have to kind of walk around and just like, you know, massage my feet a little bit, you know, take off my shoes, rub my foot, you know what I'm saying? So, but, you know, that was one of the things and just getting older and, you know, just getting into a habit. You know, my girlfriend, she always kicks me in the back. Come on get up it's time to work out so I'm, I'm glad i got her as a motivated motivating uh, person as well too but i've always been into fitness and just being healthy um you know it just makes me feel better more confident you know it gets my day going like i work out before the sun comes up so i feel like i have a one up on everybody because i'm doing more things at 5 a.m most people would do during the day in the entire eight hour yeah. uh, work day yeah, yeah that's so cool. it's and like i said just being healthy and just listening to your body years of doing this, you know, and also eating healthy too. And one thing about working out, you can work out all day one, that's definitely what you put in your body. Like it's definitely, I'm not going to say diet because I don't like that word diet. Just, you can, okay, you can still eat what you need to eat. It's just, <laughs> just portion control, you know, drink lots of water and just watch your, watch your servings and listen to your body. You know, there's, yeah. you know, yeah, I really yeah. don't drink soda anymore. You know, so I started drinking seltzer water. Um, you know, it's you know, it's just it's just little things like that. And I'm not saying you have to go to the gym and be like, like the rock. And like, <laughs> little by little, if you want to take a 10 minute walk outside during lunch, do that. 10 minutes the next day will turn to 20 minutes, 20 minutes will turn to 40 minutes. Start jogging on the treadmill for five minutes. And the next time you jog, you'll be jogging for 15, 20 minutes. That's what I did. So yeah. it's a process, you know, you have to really be dedicated in this all oh, this is just over and over again you know you have to be dedicated to it and you will yeah, see and results I, 
like for me it was um during covid because i was going to the mm-hmm. gym pretty regularly and then when covid hit no gym so then what i started to do was um oh actually a little bit before covid um i used to do morning walks and so yeah. it was like you know maybe like a mile and a half maybe two like most would be three miles at most but what i noticed is when i woke up you know got do my early morning routine and then just went for a walk it helped me just in general because i you know cleared my mind up a little bit got a little fitness work like listen to a yeah. podcast just kind of get in but just that 30 45 minutes of walking helped me for the rest of my day and then it gave me a little bit better just in terms of just like mental wise so like then that it didn't got me out the house you know i had my mask on i see the same three old ladies every morning <laughs> <laughs> Hey, just out there, just, just out. Hey, um, hey, how's it going? They're out hustling, they're out walking, right? They're speed no, walking by you. You're like, oh, yeah, 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 Miss Crabtree. Nice, yep. yeah, nice to see you. <laughs> you know? And it was funny because um, I worked, I was living in Palm Springs for a little while and the gym I went to, Palm Springs is a lot of old people, retirement places, all that kind of stuff. And there was a legit, this lady, she's like 97 and she was in the gym every morning, every, like, I think five, six days a week. And like, she had like two pounds just doing this. She did, she had a trainer. She did, you know, stretches mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But every single day. And I'm like, yo, she's like in her nineties and she can do this every day. There's no excuse. <laughs> yeah. It's the, and that's, like, you gotta I, look at it too. There's no excuse to like, why you can do stuff. The, the only excuse is yourself. Your mind telling you like, you can't do it because like you said, the, the 90 year old woman in the gym, five days a week at five in the morning, you probably have, you know, we're obviously younger than her. We're all both younger than her. Probably put together, mm-hmm. you know, and she's doing it. And there are days I'm saying, ah, I don't feel like doing it. And I'm just like, you know what? Nah, there's people out there that can't do it, that wish they can do it. And this is going to benefit me. So let me get my ass up and just yeah. put in nah, something. I, I, like I said, you ain't got to go crazy. As long mm-hmm. as you do a little something per day, man, you'll be fine. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I, I realized it's it's helped me a lot, especially in this past year, year and a half of just kind of being that consistency. Whether it's just walking, whether it's at least getting a little bit more, um, like now that the gym's back open and going to the gym and stuff like that. But it does make me feel better doing it in the morning because I'm ready for the rest of the day and kind of do that. And I notice because like I still stretch, like I used, you know, I used dancing for a long ass time, so um, I still stretch pretty regularly because it's just mm-hmm. something I, I just got used to doing. But it's been helpful um, just so that yeah, like you said, as you know, we're you know. Our bodies are uh, <laughs> they're starting to catch up to us now. All that hard drinking and all clink that, and like, clack. Yep. All that, all that elbows fried, and knees starting to pop. You know all that fried food after DJing at four o'clock in the morning and just oh, <laughs> and that's another thing too. Like it's crazy because it, it's, it's yeah the, the unhealthy diet's four o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I need some chocolate. Let's go to Seven Eleven. It's like nah. No. But yeah, you know, the other was, thing, the other thing. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Go ahead. <clears throat> I'm sorry. And the other thing, the other muscle we definitely have to take care of is, you know, this one, your brain. Mm-hmm. You got to feed your brain. So I've been doing a lot of reading, especially during the pandemic. Um, read a couple of books and just really opened up my mind. Books on leadership and self-improvement and and biographies and stuff like that. And, you know, it's it's been a difference in how I, you know, I move and, you know, the circle that I'm in, even like some of my yeah. close friends and coworkers are like, yo, I, I see totally i see like a change in you but you change for the better like you're more mm-hmm. like you know focus you know yeah you're uh, intentional intentional yeah intentional and you know like you said like for me like you know with my corporate job i do workforce development so i'm a career service coordinator basically just assisting individuals with the right career path helping them make smart decisions getting them job ready helping them out and stuff like that so the pandemic you know taught me a lot where it was times where they sit down and analyze what I'm going to do with my career path, how I can help these individuals more than what I'm doing right now. 
So my brain is like, start picking up books and start reading and just start experimenting with stuff, doing some professional development, getting out there, getting more exposed in corporate America. Like my job, like I'm pretty much on a lot of clubs and boards because I need to keep my mind busy. Um, and just taking that, those elements into DJing too, as far as leadership mentality, you know, empathy, uh, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, problem solving. Like, you know, some people when they hear problems, they crack. I like yeah. problems. Is a problem? Okay, cool. Let's work on how to fix it. Yeah. You know, some people are not like that. But um, over the pandemic in 2020 and 2021 and this year, just still learning that stuff. Like, you know, it's, it's really benefited me a lot. So everyone who's listening to this, read a book. Read, read, read. <laughs> you know, the, the read, man. Read, yo, reading is fundamental. I know it's corny. <laughs> it's corny, cliche, but it's true, but though. You're right. Though. It's true, man. Yo, read, yeah. y'all. Yeah, no, I, 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 100%. I think it's been, it's been really interesting because I was, I was on a good tip of uh, one nonfiction, one fiction kind of just balance. That's usually how it balances out. Um, mm-hmm. I get back on that because I think I fell off a little bit recently. But um, no, I agree. I think that's, I think that I remember in the, one of the podcasts, we we're talking about how, um, you know, there was that meme that was going along. It's like, yo, if you didn't, you know, learn a new language or start a business or do mm-hmm. all this during the pandemic, it was it was never them. It was you, blah, 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 blah. And I remember the backlash to that was so funny because for people that were on it and that were actually doing those things, they're like, yeah, that makes sense. I actually had the time to do some of the things I didn't really have the time to do before now. And I use that time wisely. And then other people were like, nah, F that, you know, it's about your mental health. Like take some time off for yourself, which is also valid as well. But I think sometimes people uh, look at messages Messages and they um, they automatically internalize it as opposed to like just realizing hey maybe that maybe that message specifically is not for you and maybe that yeah. one maybe this other one is for you so for the those of us that are in that kind of mode yeah like learning a new language or like reading more books or you know trying to better ourselves because we have the time now because we don't have to necessarily commute or these things that was a good time for us where other people you know some people are like yo I just need to like take some time for myself mental health yeah. kind of just chill mm-hmm. out which I think is awesome as well but I was like after you do that then what are you gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, you know, your mental health is good now. You you feel good. You've been meditating. You're like, you know, <laughs> in space. So now what you're gonna do? You gonna read a book? You want to like start a business? Like, what do you want to do? You know, um, yeah. work on those creative uh, endeavors and stuff like that. So it has been interesting to see the pandemic kind of bring out certain parts of people for the good or for the bad. And mm-hmm. I think. Uh, for the people that's kind of recognize things that they really enjoy or they like they're really into and they've kind of furthered that i think that's the part that's awesome and then also kind of just realizing like like kind of you're saying like yo man one we're not getting any older two we got to flex all of these muscles whether it's the brain whether it's the physical body and whether it's like our musical knowledge and those types of things so it was good to yeah. kind of like kind of vibe with people that are on that same wavelength because then we can all kind of push each other and swap stuff around and kind of get that and then you know and, and pass those lessons on to other people you know yeah, definitely. You know, I think for a long time, we live in a society where it was the hustle 24-7. You know, I got to hustle to get where I got to get. If you wake up at 5 in the morning, I'm going to wake up at 4.45 just to be you for 15 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Now, knowing people like that, like, you know, but I think we've gotten a chance to slow down and really analyze and look to see what we're doing, what makes an impact, what makes sense to us as an individual and as a, you know, a human race, for, you know, general terms, but this whole hustle mentality, it really breaks a lot of people because a lot of people really go hard and don't have mental and physical breakdowns. It's like, yo, man, you don't really have to go hard 24 hours a day. Yes, there's 24 hours in a day. You can make the best of whatever time you use, but you also need time yourself. You got to have time to sit back and relax and 
and heal. Like your body has to heal. And you cannot push your body mentally, physically, even spiritually, if you're into that, to the limits because it's it's, it's just not going to happen. And I've learned that a lot. I learned to just slow down and say, I'm not in competition with this person because, yep. you know, this person isn't benefiting me and not contributing to what I want to do. The only competition I'm in is, is myself. So I got to yep. make myself get better and do these things. So and that's one thing I learned from the pandemic too. Like I was always like, oh man, how come this, you know, sometimes it's DJs, like, how come this person gets more gigs than me and this is ridiculous and I'm out there. But at the same time, I look at it like, you know, they, everybody has a different path. This person might be very good with, you know, networking yep. and blah, 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 and talking and yeah, I can do this. And, you know, they just have that type of relationship. Whereas, you know, DJs like myself, we can we can network and have the gift of gab and, and smile and giggle at the same time. We can tear down the party. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So you really have to find that medium. And during the pandemic, I've been really finding that, really reaching out to people and just sitting down and getting to know them as a person uh, and just creating that strong relationship. Because relationships are very important to everyone who's listening to this podcast and you have to keep your relationship strong you cannot burn your bridges because it's it's basically we can have all the talent and skill in the world but if you don't know the right people to help you get there it makes no sense so maintain your relationships if relationship is beneficial towards you you as a person and your career path whether it's a dj or artist or something else just make sure you nurture them as much as possible if want to. And keep your circle small because, you know, you want to surround yourself with like-minded people that's really going to push you. You know, I had a lot of friends during the pandemic um, that have done amazing things. They've invested in crypto. They've bought homes. They've traveled a lot. They've got promotions at their job. I'm just like, wow, how did you do this? And they're just like, yo, I just stayed focused. Um, I set my mind on one thing is just accomplish one thing and went to the next one. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Man. Learn, man. Yeah, dude. That was dope. Yeah, yeah we go, we're gonna leave it right there. That's a good, that's a good final. Like, <laughs> you know, you're dropping gems all over the place, dude. Uh, yeah, Brown, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I always love bringing on the homies in and just talking shop and just enjoying, you know, it's a good, it's good to like I said, I have a lot of friends that have a lot of cool and interesting talents and things to say and bring to the table. And I think it's good to kind of just showcase them and like just gotta, you listen, listen to them a little bit. And, you know, I talk a lot, so I'm going to shut up and let people talk. <laughs> all right, man, it's all good, man. It's, it's, uh, definitely love this, man. I uh, appreciate you having me on the show. I mean, it's, it's really great to really talk and vibe. It's really, you know, like I said, talk to a, a cool person, a friend of mine. Like I said, you're definitely one of my good friends, and you know what I'm saying. So I uh, really appreciate the time that you chose me for this podcast. So hopefully people listen to it, enjoy it, get some little gems I dropped. And, uh, you know, let's just uh, keep it moving, man, as a human race, as a society. Let's just keep going, y'all. We got a lot more to go. You know, yes, a lot sir. more life to live. Let's just do it, man. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, man. Thanks for being on the show. Anytime, brother. Peace. Peace. I want to thank our guest DJ Brown Boy for dropping some good gems with us. You can listen to more of his mixes at mixcloud.com slash DJ Brown Boy 914. And that's boy with a B-O-I. Or follow him on Instagram at DJ Brown Boy. My Friends Are Fresh is a Mookie production. Produced, recorded, edited by Cameron T. Moore. Beats by Prometheus Jackson. You can learn more at myfriendsarefresh.com. You can hear more beats on Instagram at Prometheus Jackson. Thank you.